Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast. I am your host, the great Nick, accompanied by the mediocre Josh. There you go. At least you know your place. (laughs) (laughs) This is the podcast where we review this week's X-Men comics, except we have no comics to review. No comics, man. Something else, something great. Before we get to that, I want to apologize to everyone who read the book we said we're going to review. The file got corrupted and we couldn't keep the recording of God Loves, Man Kills. But also, you read a great book, so... You did. Too bad. Sorry? But we're going to try again. Sorry, question mark? Yeah. (laughs) We're going to try again with a a, a guest, so it's a kind of fresher conversation for us. And we can kind of narrow our, our point of view a little better. So it might be a better experience for you guys in the long run. So until then, today we are going to review the 96 classic, the, the made-for-TV movie, which that's another question mark. Somehow it's made-for-TV, but we'll get to that. Uh, Generation X. Now, Josh, before I talked about Sir. this, did you know this was a thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember I was, in 1996, I was 12? 13? 12. Um, yeah. Uh, 13, because I, I would have right? been 6. Okay, so 13. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, this was right in my wheelhouse. I was reading the Generation X comics that were being published. I was getting them in the mail because that used to be a thing you could do. So this hurts you even more. (laughs) Oh, this hurt me when I was 13. (laughs) I watched this live. I vividly remember watching this movie in my bedroom on my shitty old 1996 TV that only- I actually remember watching it also, which is crazy. (laughs) Yeah, right? Like I- I was so excited. I'm like, yeah, Generation X is one of my new favorite comics. I'm so fucking excited. Chamber is going to be dope. Oh, no chamber? Okay. Um, <laughs> no chamber. Yeah. Come on. And I was... I'm glad there wasn't a chamber. Can you imagine a 96 fire effect oh, that over a guy's awful. face? That would have been awful. Um, yeah. No, I was severely disappointed in 1996. And in the year of our Lord 2020, I'm no longer capable of being disappointed. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, the bar is pretty fun. low. Oh, the bar is gone. There's just no bar now. Um, you just it's live in a constant time. state of disappointment. Um, but yeah, no, it was. It's still awful. Spoiler alert. Um, somebody wanted to debate me on Twitter that it was I misspelled awesome when I said awful, but I stand correct. <laughs> I stand by my statement. I mean, it was awful. This movie sucked. So how do you feel about it? Where do you? Yes. Where, did you so you vividly remember 1996 the whole year of 1996 um, yeah it was the land of milk and honey we were just living in the the clinton administration just dreaming of the future and this movie came out and just ruined everything right basically uh, i was six years old ish and um i remember watching it with my dad on tv excited that we're gonna see mutants on tv and seeing it as a kid i remember going this isn't good Nope. Like, I didn't even know all these. First off, I didn't know any of these characters because I was someone who only watched the cartoon. Yeah, at this point. So this main cast X-Men other than Jubilee, kind of. Uh, (laughs) So when I watched this, I was very confused. And even as a kid, I went, wait a minute. Why is there an X-Men arcade game in the background of an X-Men universe? Yeah, that was... So, that is the least of my problems with this movie. 
Um, all right, so. All right, how are we doing this? How the fuck are we going to start this? We're going to vaguely go in order. I made notes. Okay. And my notes, I texted you a picture of the notes I made in just this first seven minutes. Oh, my God. Of- yeah, so let's start there. So the seven-minute <laughs> mark is clearly a very powerful mark because it yeah. was it was at seven minutes that i literally paused it and was like i right? need a break and then i looked right? at the timestamp and i was like shit that was seven minutes that's exactly what nick said <laughs> like yeah <laughs> that's where you're breaking a little bit at seven minutes i was like what the shit i need a break already and then i see how much time is yeah. left i'm like oh my god this is the rest of my fucking day <laughs> it's gonna take yeah me oh, i had to, to watch the movie in parts i couldn't watch the movie all no. at once i i mean There's no way the amount of times I had to take a break and smoke pot to get through this fucking movie. <laughs> I'm like, I wish. Oh. I'm like, no, no, hold on. I need another pot break. <laughs> so, okay, let's compare. My very first note was the blade isn't even spinning when the sound starts. <laughs> my, fir- my, that was my, I, my first note was from that, the end of that scene, which was seriously, what the fuck is Emma's power? That's my second note. <laughs> like, what is she okay, doing? Okay, so, so explain this scene for the, our our listeners. So the main bad guy of this movie, Russell, the classic X Men villain, Russell. Russell, um, what's his last name? It was I like Trask. I, I kept thinking they said Trask. I was like, oh, are they going with a Trask? Like, no, tra- but no. But then it was like, are they saying trash? Like, <laughs> like you're taking the trash out? Like, what the fuck is this person's name? Now I forgot the actor's name, but I love that actor in the nineties. That actor's a that- good actor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, he's. Uh, if you probably know him now as I think he was Pestilence in Supernatural. I want to say, and he's been in a million sci-fi things. Like he's a great actor. But um, in this movie, I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Um, so in the beginning, Russell is about to go in the brain of a mutant, and Emma Frost and other doctors stop him. And then Emma makes lightning and wind to show her anger. Emma becomes Storm. For some reason. Yeah. I, I, I didn't and, get um, it. But then Russell doesn't get in trouble because the mutant already wasn't registered by the government. So already saying the mutants, the X-Men failed because the Mutant Registration Act is already a thing in this world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, guys, don't expect to see Xavier even though it's, it is the Xavier school. Yeah. But you never see Xavier or any. Which is... For my fellow Generation X comics fans out there, this is another slap in the face because the Generation X kids didn't go to Xavier School. They went to the old Massachusetts Academy where Emma was the headmaster and had the Hellions. The Generation X kids were- Which they reference in this movie. Which they reference reference in this movie. And I have a note in here somewhere about that. I'm like, whoa, so- clearly backstory of emma losing her other team so the hellions get referenced but oh my lord so also in this film i was confused by the fact that okay so the mutant registration act already happened but russell's not getting in trouble for experimenting on mutants but he believes if he can dig inside a mutant's brain he can get access to the dream world which is a major plot point of the entire movie the dream, the dream world. world. The dream, yeah, not an astral. Not body. the astral plane. <laughs> that's um, too complicated. That's too com- The dream world, and in this movie, we are led to believe that all mutants have um, the power to access the dream world. 
No, no. All mutants have some vague psychic ability. Yes, they all have a a baseline telepathy. Because I made a note. Wait, Jubilee is also telepathic? Oh, Jubilee was clearly going to be their superstar character who could do everything. Well, Jubilee and I'm assuming he was supposed to be Skin. Oh, yeah, that was Skin. Yeah, The main Skin. Which, okay, I'll give one positive note right now from the movie. The effect when his sister wouldn't let go of his hand, the stretching effect when he was in the car and his sister wouldn't let go because he was mm-hmm. going to the Xavier school, mm-hmm. pretty good stretch. Not a bad stretch. I remember effect. liking that. Like, Not yeah. bad. And that was the one was, time in the movie it wasn't a bad idea. And when he was playing football with the, the knockoff version of Sync, um, that stretch effect was pretty good too. When he had the football, yeah. but he also had like they they did they, they did all right with the stretch effects. The f- Jubilee's fireworks s- weren't bad, I guess. For ninety six, yeah, yeah, exactly, cool. yeah. On today's scale, obviously, it sucked, but like, yeah, you know, like grading on a ninety six curve, they weren't that bad. Yeah, I also put my second note was okay. Skin is Spanish, in case you couldn't tell. Yeah, SA, you didn't know that. Yeah, um, his brother and or friend would just say essay over and over again. Over like and frame. over and over and, and ombre <laughs> and essay and just all of these. Which is, like, you know, that's a very 90s thing. It exactly. was very 90s, very like, this is how people in Los Angeles speak, right? Like, okay, dude. Right. My second note, uh, which I think we're probably getting to plot wise is the villain, like you said, wants to control everyone's dreams. Like that yes. becomes the plot. Like he wants access to the dream world. And they want, he wants to, from my understanding of the plot, and you're really going to have to help me with this plot because I do yeah. not understand what the fuck this movie is about. <laughs> and I tried so desperately to understand <laughs> what this movie was about. Um, so the, the movie basically boils down to advertising. A movie made yes, for Russell Fox, works for an advertising company who is basically they, Fox. Yes, they've been using his mind control ability to influence kids to play or buy their products. Which was that's Virtual Fighter, current. which it was a real game, wasn't Virtual Fighter a real game? Yes. So like they went to a real arcade. Yeah, and so they're straight up saying like oh man, subliminal messages in this real world game. Like, what the fuck? That's not great advertising for that actual game. <laughs> so anyway, at one point, Russell goes, my machine will give us new, a, a new pathway to free market mind control. Yeah, which to is his just, boss. Just an amazing sentence in 1996. Like, just... <laughs> Like, let's get into macroeconomics and, like, just talk about free market mind control. But then to take it into context of now where we're like, oh, yeah, no, we did do that. It's called targeted advertising on Facebook. <laughs> like, yes. Like, free market mind control became a real fucking thing, man. Russell was ahead of his time, man. He was I love the guy truly playing his boss, time. though, because boss is like, yeah, 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 that's all great. Let's just stick to what worked right now. Yeah, he's like, oh, you know, like, baby step. Let's walk before we run. So I wrote down. So Russell is acting like the Riddler from Batman Forever. Okay, so here we go. Exact plan from Batman Forever, which came out a year before this movie. So 1995 is when Batman Forever came out. Yes, he's Russell is acting like the Riddler from that Mm -hmm. film, and it's almost the same exact plot that he started out with that film. Mm -hmm. So someone at Fox said that movie worked. Can you do that, guy who played? 
and not only that, but after, because you texted me about the Batman Forever reference, and then I stopped talking to you because I was like, why do you remember the plot for Batman Forever? <laughs> It's a, great, it's a great movie. That's why. And then I just turned my phone off. I'm like, you know what? Whatever his answer is, is not going to be good enough. No. <laughs> and, um, but after you said it, I started watching the movie. I was like, holy shit. Like, I don't really remember the plot, but A, yeah, Jim Carrey called. He wants his fucking acting back. Yep. And, and B, uh, Jerry Brockheimer, right? Is that who did Batman Forever? Like, no, it was, um, I can't remember now. Anyway, Keep talking. I'll, I'll. they call then they want their fucking lighting back. They want their color design back. They want their set design back. They want their neon lights back. Like everything about this movie from a set design standpoint, from a color palette standpoint was The lighting out. was insane. The in this lighting movie. was choice. weird. Everything was Joel dark. Schumacher. Joel Schumacher. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, everything about this movie was just neon like Batman forever yeah. levels of neon. And I was yes. like, God damn. Anytime it was yeah. nighttime. I even put at the scene where the mutants took, uh, where Emma and Banshee took Jubilee. When they're talking to the mom, one building has green lights. One has purple light in yeah. front of a station that looks like a bank. Yeah. No, this was clearly Batman forever world. Yeah. So my second note, my next note is um, Jubilee already has more screen time than she's ever had in any X-Men film. Okay, so let's start with Jubilee. Um, <laughs> this is not Jubilee. First and foremost. No, first off, she's white. She's white as fuck. Um, yeah. So let's, let's start there. They whitewashed so let's, the let's, shit. Let's set the scene. Let's set the scene a little bit. Russell, for some reason, is skulking around an arcade. Because he's Kid. a pedophile. He's, yeah, most likely. <laughs> this version? Oh, no. He actually... That's another line we'll get to later in the movie. But yes, he probably is. So... Um, He's skulking around and notices Jubilee is like using her powers to focus on the video game. And yeah, like his face pops up in the video game she's playing and it, like it messes yeah. with her brain and she loses control. So Russell, right behind him is a giant arcade game that says X-Men on it. So, okay. And as Jubilee's playing- In their the video- defense, I don't think Jubilee was in the X-Men arcade game though. I'd say maybe she probably would have been. I don't, I, I don't know if if it was the original if it was the original X Men arcade game. I don't think she was in that one. Maybe not because I, I think Dazzler was in that one. And that, that, that makes more sense. She actually. would have had the yeah. So then Jubilee's playing the game. Just she gets too into it, and then her power starts sparking out of her hand. She flips out and runs away. Everyone sees her, and because she's not registered, the cops come to take her away. So anything you want to add to that? That is the scene. Um, that is and scene. The, the and scene. Um, yeah, I will say I'm really conflicted with Jubilee because I don't care for the fact that they whitewashed her at all. Like, that's obviously yeah. really shitty because she was always an Asian-American character, especially in the comics, way more than she was in the animated show. But even in the animated show, she was still... It was vague. Yeah, it was vague, it was vague but, but you could say. It was there. If you knew, you knew. And if you didn't, you didn't. Like, you didn't really yeah. know... Outside of Storm, nobody's ethnicity in the cartoon was really talked about. Like, no, yeah, and we knew Jubilee was adopted in the exactly. She was adopted, so yeah. But so, but overall, I didn't hate her character. Like she was a little bit. She wasn't annoying. She was. She was not the Jubilee you would have expected in the in the mid nineties. Not the like airheaded like oh my god I don't care. But she is kind of like 
the Jubilee that started developing in the Generation X comics, which is still kind of an annoying brat, but also like finding her role as a leader, which yeah. she which she kind of did in this movie. So like I wasn't, I didn't hate the Jubilee character. I thought the actress was all right. Yeah, you know, uh, like she, in, in a world all full I of saw shitty, about her is she's married to James Vanderbeek. That's literally all I see about her online. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. She was on Dawson's Creek and then now they're married in real life. Wild. I have no idea. Yeah, I didn't look up any of these people because I just assumed this was the one and only thing they've ever done. Well, some uh, people recognize. Like the guy who played, I want to say Mondo, that guy was like a character actor in a lot of different. Oh, 90- true. Like yeah, he was like so the that bad guy, guy bully in a lot of different shows. Yeah, and yeah, that's right. So he was playing Mondo, but he more or less had um, Sync's powers, yeah. which is, you know, basically take well it's not quite taking other people's powers but basically taking the power of whatever he touches i guess but yeah like a, like absorbing man yeah yeah oh, okay yeah good point yeah um so overall i didn't hate jubilee i thought i was going to yeah at first just because i was like wow that's not jubilee but over over the course of the movie i thought she did all right um i will say this is the line this is the line that sold me on jubilee and i have no idea where it came from in the movie i think it was in the arcade scene <laughs> Quote, home, <laughs> home sucks. Freedom rocks. Yeah. So I was like, I'm like yeah, that's a that's, 90s anthem right there. That's, yeah, that's, that's my jubilee. <laughs> yeah. uh, my next note was what we just talked about. Uh, where are these lights coming from? Referencing the lighting of the building. So Banshee and Emma talk to Jubilee's mom because Jubilee's going to jail. Okay, yeah, let's real quick dial back right back to that scene where her Jubilee's mom is talking to the police officer trying <laughs> to get her out of jail. Yeah. And the guy is like, oh, I can't. She's an unregistered mutant. And the mom is like, well, she's unregistered because we just found out she's a mutant. And he was like, yeah, but mutant powers, they, they come on at puberty, so she must have hit him from you, so now she's a criminal. Like, the, yeah. the amount of bullshit that they were pulling on that i was like wow that is the most accurate thing about this movie you're like yeah that's right. well i didn't know i was breaking like i i, I it's just something that happened like yeah i'll register yeah. now like it was too late you should have registered before but i didn't know well you could have known but i didn't yeah. know it was too bad like what the f- <laughs> it was the most a real frustration <laughs> it's like the most kafka s x-men shit i've ever seen in my life i was like yeah that's that's true that's right and the idea because I think one of them said, like, well, she has no rights anymore. She's a mutant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just have a note here that says, man, the politics of this feels very current. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my next note says, holy fuck, that's Banshee. <laughs> when I realized it was Banshee. My, my note to that is, oh, my God, that Irish accent is awful. <laughs> I didn't look up the actor to see if he's actually Irish. Just I, I hope he's not, because that was awful. Uh, my next note is, wait, Jubilee is telepathic? Because... Emma and Banshee sneak into the police station by making everyone think they're cops named Hootie and the Blowfish. Thank you for doing that. Okay, I don't have to. 90s. Agents uh, Hootie and Agent Blowfish. Yeah, get it? Uh, we don't if it's if not born in the fucking 90s. My lord. Um, I was like, but Jesus em- Christ. Jubilee wasn't fooled by it. No. Because she has low level telepathy. That's what Emma says. She has low mm-hmm. level Empathy. Yeah, and I think Emma hinted at. Oh man, did I just delete my notes? Um, <laughs> I I think Emma also hinted at all mutants have it, but some just are better at like getting it. 
you know, like, or not getting it, but what's the word I'm looking for? Activating it. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? You delete all your notes. Are you fucking serious? You can't undo? I just tried to undo it, but it permanently deleted it. <laughs> all right. I'll be leading the rest of this podcast. Uh... It'll come back to me. Things will come back to me. Are you fucking serious? God damn it. <laughs> Wait, is, so wait you tried to delete you tried to delete one thing one it's line. because you see the end you see the edge of my phone right there and yeah. how it's black i yeah. have i've dead pixels there so i was like oh that's the button i need to undo it and it just permanently <laughs> deleted it um nice one turn yeah. it sideways turn the phone sideways nope still gone let me grab my here vamp for a minute i'm gonna grab my ipad see if it's still saved on there because some it all might right. be cloud backed up all right so we also have a lot of I guess now Skin and Jubilee learning about the school. And it's weird. It's very weird because to enter the school, you have to do a retinal scan and they have to get naked and be scanned by a machine. And that's uncomfortable. That's weird. I don't like that. Uh, As someone who didn't read Generation X growing up, I don't know much about the team. It was weird for me to see Banshee and Emma in charge of a school. That's still called Xavier School, but still no Xavier. So that was. Um, Josh, do you remember the scene where Jubilee's naked, being scanned, and yep. scanned, looks right at her and smiles, even though she's clearly uncomfortable? Yeah, no, I remember that and thinking, "Wow, that's the hero of this story." That's the hero, yeah. And that's not the only weird scene he's gonna have. Where he's gonna no, that's not the only weird scene he has. That's not the only weird scene our um, fake Cyclops has. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are a lot like the the gender politics of this were very 1990s. Yeah, where there are many times where they say something like the the male characters are like, "Oh man, you copped a feel. Oh, that's cool, yeah. dude." Or like, <laughs> "Oh, I I can see through your clothes." Like they're just very brazen about their sexual assault. So they also, don't view it as sexual assault. They view it as just boys being boys, which is exactly. like, oh, cool. Which is, is sadly a very 90s thing. Mm-hmm. So I also put next, so when are we meeting Xavier? Never. I, Never going to meet fun him. Fun fact, though, the school that they're at, the building they're using, is the same building they use for the future X-Men movies. Seriously? That's the same movie. That same building, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. I looked it up, and apparently that's, that is the first show to start using that. So cat. that's the mansion. That's that just always the mansion. the mansion. Yeah. The same mansion used in Smallville for Lex Luthor and the same mansion they used in all the X-Men movies. Where is this mansion? I think it's in Vancouver. That makes sense. Yeah. It's like someone shipped a whole castle over there a long time ago. Someone shipped a castle. Just fucking yeah. Send it on out to fucking Ask British Nicholas Cage. He, I think he tried to do that. Well, he's the Tiger King now, so he can do he's, whatever he That's true. <laughs> he needs it's a castle. worst and best casting. Frankly, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to fly through this without the rest of my notes. So I'll I'll guide you, my friend. I'll guide you through the dream world. It will come back to me. I 100% know it. So will. also, my next note is mutants were just compared to AIDS. Yikes. Yep, that was fun. Yeah, and I think it was a news commentator said that if like, mm-hmm. the mutants like we contained AIDS. Yeah, yeah, that, that was odd. that was cool. That was a. Uh, uh, it felt very similar to how a lot of dumb fucking conservatives want to talk about uh, the coronavirus. True. Yes. It's like, yeah, it, it's different. I it's promise different. you. It's a different yeah. thing. So actually, now we're at this part where Skin and Jubilee got scanned and 
retinal scan and everything. When they leave, they go outside to meet the rest of the cast. The only cast we're going to see of mutants. And the rest the of only them. other students at this very large academy. So we have not Mondo. We have not Mondo, not Sink. Um, yeah, not Cyclops. Was he based off anyone, that guy? I have no fucking clue. I have never with seen a character with those Laser kind of x-ray eyes? With, with somebody who can do multiple things with his eyes? Like what? He's like, oh, I... I know I'll have x-ray ability sometime. I just don't know when it will happen. And yeah. also I can shoot kind of lasers. Big. Kind of not lasers. Like I, I don't know what the fuck they were. I don't know who the fuck that character was. I don't think, I think it was a new character. Okay. Now the next character, the strong girl, I forgot her name. Was she That's big? supposed to be Paige. I don't know why they are. No, I, I think she's taking the role of Paige, which, okay. is, which Husk because she's a, a, a blonde woman is the only yeah. reason I can think of it. But like, yeah, I don't know whose power now, is disproportional muscle strength. Here's the thing. I kind of liked the idea of someone who has this power, but we don't see her body because it's all fucked up. I like that idea. It's a good yeah, I, struggle for a character. I think so too. I don't think they handled it well at all. Obviously. Not at all. Um, Not but at I, all. I, I like the idea of it. Um, I have no idea what that character's name was either. Like, I could not figure out what they were fucking calling her. I don't remember her name was Carly or Arlie or Parley or Baisley. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is your name? The scene where, because first she's wearing a big sweatshirt the whole movie because she said, someone, another character says, oh, her body is so fucked up because she has muscle issues. Which, okay, that sounds cool. But then later in the scene, we see her take her shirt off. She looks normal. The camera cuts to the back of, I'm assuming, a very strong man with a bra on. Just don't show anything. Don't show. No, no. They, they yeah. imagine that her that's body's the scene where, That's the scene where she and Jubilee go shopping, right? And Jubilee yeah. like walks in on her changing and like... And it's like the back of a giant guy. Yeah. Or like a or a bodybuilding woman. I couldn't tell. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, that was Yeah, hilarious. no. The way they handled it was really weird because like there were plenty of times where it's like if she were as muscular as you were, you're saying she is, like we would see that even in her clothes that she's yeah, wearing. But like, again, she's wearing giant sweatshirts and sweatpants. Okay. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Like I, I imagine before they show it to us, I imagine like half her body is muscular, half is small. Or it kind of like like changes in a way. Like, yeah. It's like, what's the word I'm looking for? Shifting. Like, yeah, shifting. Yeah. So that was an interesting concept that they failed on for sure. Uh, then we have, what's my next concept? I said weights, so everyone's psychic. Okay. So when they go yeah. to their first class, and the only class we actually see that them take is basic like psychic abilities for everyone in Emma's class. So the whole cast is there. I believe there's one more student who like had actual psychic powers or she knew other people's powers. I forgot. Super smart, something. Oh yeah, that's supposed to be um I mean, they gave her a name. Um, Monet, what's her code name? I don't remember. I didn't um, read, like, as I said when you were going, I didn't read Generation X. So. Okay, so that's Monet, um, or M. She oh, M, looked, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's her. That's pretty much her, frankly. I mean, that, her yeah, okay. ability was just being great at everything. Yeah. Um, so their first class was learning psychic by reading the back of a card, like it's fucking Starship Troopers. Yeah, it's that, and it also felt like, Oh man, you remember when you'd go to the mall in the '90s and they have those like posters and you'd have to stare at them for a little bit and then all of a sudden dolphins would be in the picture? Yeah, that's what it felt like. I'm like, oh, so it, so we've all been psychic? Like, yeah, yeah, I can so, see the dolphins. Big deal. The skin 
knew the answer right away and he would write oh, it and he would just write it down and he then wouldn't say it out loud he wouldn't say it out loud but he would write it down and when jubilee would say it he'd be like she and i are dope like yeah that that was like the start of what was supposed to be like a romance that they gave up on like right away yeah pretty fast like, um so then because the machine that russell uses was also help made by emma frost and whoever else emma has that machine and Skin and Jubilee both want to use it. So they go to the danger room? I guess. Yeah. Danger room? It more or less. Also, yeah. we, we it... saw Cerebro. I had a note about that. Cerebro. Oh, that's right. We did, yeah. The two computers. Uh, <laughs> two giant computers in Cerebro. Yeah. It, yeah, doesn't, doesn't Knockoff Banshee say something like, oh, don't worry, we've upgraded it since Frankenstein lived here or some shit like that? Something like, like that, yeah. It's like, yeah, dude, everything in here looks shitty as fuck what the fuck is this? <laughs> this isn't the xavier institute this is some rundown fucking weird ass place <laughs> so behind a wall in the danger room they find the dream machine so um yeah i know, I know it sounds the dream machine i'm dream that, machine. that so, might be the name of this episode when they hook up to it, <laughs> when they hook up to it um i believe jubilee went first to look at her family to see why they left her yeah, it's yeah. pretty obvious. You were going to jail, and they saved you. But but did they? Because going back, the last thing I remember was Jubilee's mom telling them she didn't want their help, and then they went in and kidnapped Jubilee. So unless I missed something, I was under the impression that Jubilee didn't want them to do anything. She had um, like Jubilee didn't want their help, but she Jubilee didn't understand the situation. She didn't no even, no not Jubilee like Jubilee's her mom. mom like they approached Jubilee's mom outside yeah. the police station. And I thought she said, no, leave me alone. I don't want. At first, help. but then they convinced her. Oh, they did. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, think I, missed, they convinced I, her. I, I missed that part. Uh, like, let, so Jubilee, thing I knew, they just went in there and took her anyway. I was like, yeah. Okay. So then Jubilee kind of dream world, talked to her mom and dad and realized they love her, blah, blah. But then she's tricked, not tricked, but she's like surprised by Russell, who's also in the dream world. By the way, the dream world is just a black background with like one weird squiggly walkway that's the a dream. couple squiggly walkways to yes, different dreams couple. it looked like um how they treat um asgard or whatever in the marvel movies where it's like oh look all the different bridges you can go to the, oh, other, the bifrost yeah the bi- yeah yeah like, it was kind of like that like you take a different bridge to a different dream and shit. And you just happen to bump into the one other person and you just there's a billion people in the world but you just ran yeah. right into the only mutant dreaming right yeah. now sure so, so and i did if you look at my notes i definitely gave up writing notes like halfway into the movie i didn't and now they're all fucking it's gone the major oh, ones but uh so when russell sees jubilee she's creeped out she wakes up so skin says my turn and i'll see what happens skin goes to a girl that he met earlier in town who, who wanted let me make this very clear she wanted nothing to do with skin her and her yeah. friends yeah made fun of him and like i think poured ice cream like a milkshake on him yeah so her friends less her but she didn't stop them and clearly wasn't super interested in him well she told her friends like this guy's following us yeah she's the one who said he's following us if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah And, and they basically invite him over to hang out with them at their table Oh, sorry. If you don't understand, this is also when the mutants went into town because they were... Oh, that was one of my notes. So, the mutants go into town is one of my favorite plots. Yeah. 
especially in New Mutants and Generation X. I love when the kid mutants go into town. There is nothing I love more in my X-Men comics than just a normal day in town with the mutants. Yeah, trying to seize your powers, trying they to be normal. fucked it up. They Even always, this yeah, they one sucked. Yeah. No, like I'm saying, like even this, like this should have been the best scene in the whole movie for me. And even I was like, this is boring. I don't give a shit about this. This is stupid. Yeah. These people suck. There was a scene, they're hanging out in this fucking diner before Skin comes in. And it's fake Cyclops and fake Mondo. Yeah. Having an eating contest with the kids that are about to bully Skin. I was very confused by that. What was that? There was like this scene where he's like, where Mondo is like, look at me, I'm taking a big bite of this. And then the other guy's like, oh yeah, well, I'll take a bigger bite. And I'm like, what the fuck did that? <laughs> and, then had, and then they're chugging, like, but one was chugging soda and one was chugging a milkshake. Well, the guy chugging that milkshake is definitely... The winner. Yeah, he's chugging a milkshake. <laughs> but like, it was the... And then nothing happened from that. At no, no point, like, did anything come of it? Like, no fight ensued? It was just... Or friendship, either one. Or like, friendship. <laughs> like, it just became like a... Look how like, look gag. how much I can put in my mouth at one time. Like, okay, yeah, cool. Very odd. So like, what <laughs> that scene was like blowing my mind. And it was at the same scene. time, Jubilee and Strong Girl were shopping for they, Yeah, and then they and come Jubilee in. walked in on her changing, which we yeah. saw back. And then yeah, so this the, what started all this was then skin was there and they that same group of kids that was having the eating contest <laughs> invited him over and was like hey man we just want to be your friend and then hey you want a banana split and then they shoved his face into it because yeah it's an archie comic and <laughs> <laughs> like and cool and then he, yeah, he ran away and he was upset. And so, yeah, in his dream, he wanted to go spy on the girl who wanted nothing to do with him. Well, first, like, I just want to get away from here, which, okay, understandable. You want yeah, to you got ice cream on your face. Shitty, yeah. But when he's in the dream world, he spies on the dreams of that girl. And then he meets Russell. And Russell basically says, hey, I can get her to like you. And he's like, oh, hell yeah. Right? That was cool. Okay. Yeah, great, guy. So Russell kind of like subliminally tells, hey, when you wake up, talk to this guy. He's cool and you'll love him. And then Skin is totally cool with this. He's mm-hmm. happy. So cut back to the real world. Um, Russell, the board that owns the company that Russell works for, wants to fire him. They, they know what he's doing. They think it's crazy. So the cops come to disconnect Russell from the machine, but you can't forcefully disconnect someone from the machine or their mind will be lost. That's the idea. Yeah, yeah, because they're yeah, their their consciousness is away from their body right now. Yeah. And also another backtrack, before all this, Russell was trying to convince the board of directors to use this machine. And to convince them, he said, I met all of you in your dreams last night, and you're all gonna fart right now. And then they all fart. Oh my god, that scene. <laughs> and then and then I was like, this is actually worth exploring. Like, did he really? visit them in their dreams and make them think they were going to fart or was or was just saying it to them then enough to make them all think oh god i'm about to fart and then they farted like yeah there is a lot of psychology just in that scene that they were like man fuck it let's move on well and also right after that we see a scene where the directors are telling russell's boss to fire him and he's like okay i'll take care of it and the scene changes which was kind of cool the scene changes and russell's like oh no no this is you remembering it in a Mm -hmm. dream yeah And then Russell kills his boss the same way Riddler killed his boss in Batman Forever. Fucking wild, man. 
throwing him out a window. So cut back now to where the cops are trying to arrest Russell, or at least, well, I guess arrest him for what? There's no proof he killed his boss in a dream. You can't prosecute someone for that. So, I, yeah, I, I guess the impression I got was somebody, his boss or somebody else, reported him for doing illegal Medical science. Like, science? you know, like, like sure. oh, he's, he's working on things he shouldn't be working on. And so somebody, yeah. like, or they were having him committed for being yeah. insane or something. I don't, I don't know. So the cops come, they disconnect Russell, and then Russell's falling in the dream world and um, Skin saves him. He stretches and pulls him back. So Russell's actually thankful that Skin basically saved his mind from going completely all bonkers, but Russell's still stuck in the dream world. Yes. This Skin wakes up and he meets with the girl and goes on a date with her. Now this woman has been mind-controlled into falling in love with him. Mm-hmm. That's fucked. Yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah, no, it's a really great message to send that like, oh, if, if she doesn't have any interest in you, that's okay. Just keep plugging away at it until you wear her down and then she has no choice but to love you. Just isolate her from everybody that she loves or cares about and then she has no choice but to love you. Yes, yeah. the message that we're sending here. Uh, also, I put down, uh, before we get to the, what happened at the fair, when Russell's boss was talking to him, he explained why he hates Emma Frost, and I put down origin of the incel. Right? Yeah. Because he like, said something ridiculous, like that psychic bitch or something, something really graphic for a, for a TV show. Yeah, he, he said something graphic, and then somebody at some point asked him why he's like this. I think his boss asked him why he's like yeah. that. And he, was, he gave him all these dumb reasons, then he's like, or maybe it's because the dumb bitch that broke my heart wasn't going to love me anymore. And I have to do this to prove like, I was like, Oh wow. Yeah. So that's interesting. And like, yeah. Yeah. The way he described it is like, I'm doing all this because a woman broke my heart. I was like, Oh God. Like, and I even put dream world question mark. Cause there's a lot of questions about the dream world. I don't know how it works. Yeah. So after all this, because she's mind controlled, keep in mind, skin and this girl go to the fair and the rest of the mutants go along too. So fake Cyclops and strong girl, are making out in the back of a car and Cyclops takes his glasses off and his x-ray vision turns on and he gets freaked out and runs away and he runs to Mondo and they're doing that 90s thing again and I was like oh yeah you got a peek and he's like yeah I did but then of course strong girl heard it all and was really offended naturally naturally yeah um and and this character all along has been very chauvinistic very skeevy very like he's the one who said earlier oh yeah when I, talking to mondo oh yeah when we were all playing football i you know i grab i i copped a feel and he's like oh you copped a feel bro oh, yeah. dog like so we are led as viewers and she's led as a participant in this movie to believe that yeah of course he looked at her and now he's disgusted by her yeah and he's a piece of shit because he's been a piece of shit this whole movie yeah there's no progression of a character it's just no. So, but they, but they do decide later that he was like to jump ahead with this character development real quick. They do decide later <laughs> he's like, "No, I just want you to know I didn't actually. My powers kicked in, and I looked away because I respect you." I'm like, no, you don't. Um, you don't. Res- no. You didn't respect anybody. You're a piece of shit. Like everybody, yeah. all the dudes in this movie are pieces of shit. Yeah, that is the thing. The only good character in w. this show is uh, Jubilee. <laughs> basically. Um, so then we were at a fair. 
and a big fight breaks out between all the town people because they don't understand the school that these kids go to. They think it's a school for mentally handicapped, but they say the other word. Uh, yes, they do. Yeah, which sadly was definitely a thing in the 90s. Everyone, yeah. I never liked it, but that's what they said. So <laughs> they get a big fight, and then they get arrested, and Emma gets them out of jail. But the thing is, Emma blames them, but like they didn't start the fight. The town people did. No, and then they have, and then they have their Spartacus moment with Emma. Yeah. Because Mondo did use his powers, and he admits it, and Emma's like, well, you're expelled. And they're like, well, we're expelled too, because we helped out, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, yeah, you're all expelled, fine. And I'll then she's like, fine. <laughs> I, know you, I know it doesn't look like it, but we have other students, so you can. <laughs> but then Banshee, to his credit, says, well, look, a week ago, they would have never stood by each other, and now they are. Like, mm-hmm. they're, like, this is a good thing. I'm with Emma, though. He didn't need to to um undermine her in front of them though he could have yeah, waited no, until they all that was left. a fair point um also i did a note that uh this emma is still a better actress than uh jenny jones whatever her name is january jones okay let's do this is I've this all emma, <laughs> is this emma better than january jones's emma i like no because they both suck they both suck like i i Plus. like they're equally as bad to me like <laughs> Jones didn't have emotion. Like in everything she's in, she didn't have emotion. At least this Emma had emotion. I guess that's a good point. Yes. All right. I'll give the edge to 1996 Emma Frost. Um, One thing I did that really struck me about this, about Emma Frost specifically in this, that hasn't really struck me in any of the other superhero movies, is just truly, truly how ridiculous a person looks in real life wearing the clothes that we make them wear in the comic books. Yes. Like they didn't alter Emma's outfit at all to make it no. look okay on a normal person. They just like flat out, let's do it. So she wears, yeah. Boobies everywhere. Fucking she looks like a dominatrix. Let's do it. Let's go for it. And like, That's she cool. just walked around town like that. And yeah. every single person was like, what? <laughs> it's like yeah because in no world would a human being walking into your store but back in 1996 for those who don't remember you could go to stores um yeah. so at, at no point would somebody walking into a store wearing that outfit just be like oh yeah let me sir let me talk to you like everyone would be like, like a normal the, person yeah. yeah what the fuck is going on right now like why are you wearing <laughs> this what are you doing so, so <laughs> it was it definitely it definitely was true to the comic that like and it it was one of those things where it was like yeah I'm so glad we've kind of changed how Emma dresses even in the comic like sure she's still very sexualized but it it feels like her choice in the comic but it's like also yes. it's not as just over the top as it used to be like holy that, that, shit. not from the 90s compared to the 90s a lot was over. Mm-hmm. Especially in our new Krakoa society, like yeah. Emma's like a fashion icon and not like <laughs> this weird, partially dressed sex icon. So I don't know if you caught this. This is my next note. I don't know if I caught it either. I deleted my notes because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> so this is a made-for-TV movie. This okay. Guy. Yes, I did catch this. They Are we about three times? Yeah. Three Jubilee times. cursed twice. Yes. In the same sentence. So what was the yeah. other F word? I don't I only caught two. What was the well, other time? Back in the nineties, shit wasn't okay either, really. Oh, okay. So at one point they come back. Jubilee from, said 
fuck twice in the same sentence. Talking. Yeah, she, they, she was talking to Skin about their experience in the dream world. And she said something like, that shit was fucked up. Yeah. And then, and then she said something like, we're so fucked or something yeah. like that. I don't, and what it was the like, hell? At no point in the movie had they cursed before. This was like the third act already or like yeah. or going into the third act. Like we are well into this world. And this is the first time they draw. Like, so I don't know if it was just our cut that we saw on YouTube. Like it was some unedited one that would have been edited on the TV one. Or, but even like if you're making it for TV, you know it's for TV. Why do? Yeah. So like, what the shit, man? Like that was really jarring. It was. Very, it's I okay. Was, anyone who watches Star Trek Picard, it's that jarring. Because in Picard, a character randomly says "fuck," and I was like, "Whoa, this whoa, is, man, this is Star Trek. You need to." I'm like, what the, the hell? Place. Like, <laughs> it was very it's, jarring, and so was this. Like, <laughs> it was really weird. I, I, I did have a note that just said, did Jubilee just say fuck? And then another note, did Jubilee just say fuck again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so very odd, very off-putting to have cursing in a made-for-TV 90s show. And it was at that moment that I was like, I like this Jubilee. <laughs> yeah, again, most likable character for sure. So then this is near the third act of the movie that again was so disturbing. So he goes back to the dream world to watch this girl have a weird dance number in a jungle that like big bad voodoo daddy playing in the back. Right? I was going to say, this was very much a kids like ska now, right? Like ska. Yeah, game, sure. Right? Yeah. Let's do this. And like, they basically had a swing revival. Yes. Dance in, in a weird jungle. In a rainforest cafe. In a neon. <laughs> <laughs> They went to a mighty oh, was. they went to a mighty mighty Boston's concert in a rainforest cafe. They just turned on all the neon, and one very well trained parrot was just bobbing its head the entire time. <laughs> My favorite character in that scene was that fucking parrot. They kept cutting back to that was just moving its head. I'm like, yeah, that parrot's in the groove, man. <laughs> so this yeah, is no, a, that scene a, was weird as shit. It came out of nowhere, and but was, I gotta say. All things considered, the dancing was pretty good. <laughs> All right. Like his his mood, he was like really like, you know, like he was really limber. Like he was really in the limber. dream world, he can do whatever he wants. He, yeah. Like I'm not I don't recall her being very good of a dancer, but like skin was killing it. He was killing those moves. He <laughs> so was skanking with the best. Because he's in control. Be, well, uh, so. yeah, because he's in control. That's true. Which a so, man should always be. Always. So she goes back to her bed in the dream world and it cuts back to Russell. At first, begging him, begging Skin to help him out. Like, my mind is stuck here, and that's cool and all, but I need to get to, back to my body. Russell's body is in a psych ward, a prison psych ward, and it's like a dead body. It's just a vegetable, basically. So now... Yeah, he, he's like comatose, but also like his eyes are blinking a bunch. Like it's some weird in between. No, it, yeah. there's no medical condition, condition to explain what he's doing. No. As far as I so, know. You're the, you've studied it more than I have. I have. No, it's not, <laughs> not a thing. So he's blinking in his outside body and just kind of a, a vegetable. But in the dream world, he's begging skin, hey, put if you take half of that machine that Emma has and put it on my head, that will work for some reason. Yeah, all I need is a transmission, like a transmitter. Like, it was the like helmet part. Yeah, I reason. just need the walkie-talkie. Like, what? Yeah. And he says, where's your body? Oh, it's at a prison basically and he's like why is your body out of prison <laughs> like now you're getting like this is weird dude so then russell goes from zero to a hundred 
where he literally says the words, I will dream rape your sister. Yes. Okay, he did say that, right? I wasn't just he stoned out that. of my mind. I will dream rape And he your pulls sister. his his sister up. Yes. And says he says say it, right? He says rape, right? He's like, He I says will, the exact I words. I wrote that down. Dream. I will dream rape your sister. What the fuck? That was so fucked up. Wow. Like this is more jarring than them saying fuck. Wait, well, 100%, obviously. Way more. Crazy. Like, and my girlfriend was next to me at the time and goes, what? <laughs> and yeah. he also pulls the sister from out of nowhere. He pulls her like he already has her in the dream world. Yeah. And he pulls her from the bottom of the screen. So it's yes. even got that implication of like, it was, wow. it was disgusting to say the least. Disturbing. It. I like I could not even pretend to be into the rest of the movie. I was like, this is awful. Yes. Skin in this movie is probably 16 or 17. Yeah. And his sister that. is probably 12. Probably 12, yeah. Or like or 14. Like she's at the most. <laughs> she's a few, clearly a few years younger than him. She's a preteen. And, and he is barely a teenager himself. Yeah. Like that is fucked up. I, like, hey guys, I get it. He's the bad guy. <laughs> like Jesus. God almighty. This would make Mr. Sinister go, geez. I mean, even Mr. Sinister is like, dude, you can just uh, do a whole lot of other things. Yeah, just threaten him. Just why don't you just torture you know, his brain? <laughs> you know what you could do? Take it from me. Nathaniel Sinister. What's his real last what's his last name? Essex. Essex, thank you. Yeah. Take it from me, your good friend Dr. Essex here. Um what you could do is you could clone his sister, then, then age her to the age of consent, and then say, I will marry your sister who I've now made fall in love with me. Like, that's a Mr. Sinister plot. It, it, it sounds <laughs> complicated. It's not. It's, it's not. It's, I, have the, I can lend it to you. I can lend you the yeah. technology with me. Don't worry. I'm, you know, we're in the villain community together. We have that yeah. shared borrowing. We're not going to dream rape children. Let's what not, we don't do? Let's not jump to that, at least. What we don't do as X-Men villains is we don't dream rape to begin with man woman anybody but we especially don't dream rape children yeah like holy shit <laughs> like somewhere somewhere mrs sinister is like oh you remember when i cloned your wife and then made you have a baby with her i guess you yeah. don't fucking think that's so bad after all <laughs> <laughs> i didn't dream rape hope like <laughs> oh, so that's yeah that's again. equivalent of him going to cable and be like oh you i see you were raising a summer's <laughs> child there why don't i just fuck her like what <laughs> where did that come from that's awful we jumped, we, we jumped a few steps yeah <laughs> let's dial it dial it back a lot dude so naturally skin's so, like yeah, i'm gonna help you <laughs> yeah or instead of just being like what maybe i should just kill you <laughs> like, yeah i would be like did you just threaten my sister i'm killing you you're stuck in the dream world. I'll You're do- stuck in the dream world. I can go Which to he does eventually. and just kill you. So or Just push him off. Like, yeah, just end the movie there. Anyway. Yeah. We cut to uh, oh, going to the facility to put the transmitter around his, his actual body. And, okay, remember how I said we had a really good stretch effect in the beginning? Yes. This was the laziest one that actually made my girlfriend laugh. Because what happened oh. <laughs> he stretches his arm to get to the ledge but the next scene is just him hopping on the ledge. So basically they just filmed something where he was in the first floor. It looked like he was in the first floor and just jumped over a ledge. Yeah. It, it, 
It's real bad. This movie is weird. So he wakes up. Spoiler uh, alert. This movie's weird. Yes. See, he wakes up Russell. And then again, I'm so confused. Because then Russell's like, I need one more thing. You. Because he wants like the mutant gene to activate the dream world. But why didn't Russell, I mean, why didn't Skin just wrap around him in the real world? How did Russell, a skinny older man, get restrain a mutant young man? Yeah, I don't. I was so confused how strapped him. How did he strap down a stretchy man to a table forcefully? I don't. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Like I again, I was. This third act was so like. So all right, let's let's just move on. Let's just go. Right, let's, let's, let's go. go. Let's go. Because that's, then, that's what they were doing. They were, no, I'm not telling you to. I'm saying like that's what it was like. At yes. some point, they were like, "Oh shit, we're running out of time. We gotta <laughs> go." Like, so this movie's already way too fucking long. But anyway, it was an hour and thirty minutes. When I realized that, I almost I died inside a little bit when I realized how long the movie actually is. Yeah. So then we see skin strapped to the chair in the lab or that Russell originally had. But then when Jubilee tells the X-Men, or not the X-Men, when, when Jubilee tells the group about what's happening, Emma says, okay, I'm gonna take you all to the dream world. Why don't you take them all to Russell's lab? Yeah, I don't understand why we had to attack him in the dream world. He's back in his body now. Yeah. Why why go somewhere where he's more powerful? I don't get it. It was, was bizarre. It was, it was dumb. And in the real world, you all have powers and he doesn't. So why are you attacking him somewhere where he Has can power. fight back? And then said, well, we're going to make it look like his lab so he doesn't know he's in the dream world. What? I could not keep up with how this movie was trying to wrap itself up. Like, and what? also, Russell wasn't hooked to a machine. So Emma used her psychic abilities to put all of them into the dream world? Yeah, I guess. And like somehow knew that he was asleep and got there. And like, because he was, again, back in his body, could have woken yeah. up at any point to get out of there. wake up when he fell down? Like, <laughs> like yeah. That's confusing. And then they're fighting Russell in the dream world. And then when they throw Russell out of the window, he realizes it's not the real world. And yeah. then giant has like a giant effect, whatever. And they're having this whole fight scene. They're all using their powers, I guess. Kind uh, of. The doorway's opening because, okay, there's a doorway now. They should all run through it, and Emma's going to sacrifice herself. But then Skin wraps himself, which is something I vividly remember from when I was a kid, actually. Skin wraps himself around Russell and then falls down one of the dream tunnels. Yeah, kind of like the scene in Lord of the Rings. Where sure, let's Gandalf compare, the, let's compare Gandalf, New Jersey X to Lord of the Rings. Like, that is, clearly, that's, what inspi- that's where they were getting this inspiration from. Yeah, they read yeah, the basically, book said, yeah. Yeah, basically, you know, he falls down this pit, the and dream then, world pit. They're all sad, but then Skin's hand reaches the, the top of the hole and he comes back, which doesn't fully make sense because if he's already falling, wouldn't he just be falling forever? He would never make it to stretch up, whatever. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. And also, like, I'm now trying to remember, can skin make his bones grow too? I don't remember that. Like, No, comic book skin was just, like, saggy and a little stretchy. Like, he... Yeah, like... He the wasn't powers like Mr. He, Fantastic. He wasn't like that. Exactly. I was going to say, like, this is like Mr. Fantastic level powers he has here. I don't know if yeah. that's... But also it's a dream world, so... That's true, too. And then there's that. More. It's the dream world. He can do whatever he wants. 
Yeah, but again, they can all do whatever they want in the dream. So can Russell. <laughs> Maybe he woke up. I don't fucking exactly. Um, <laughs> no, we get epilogue for that. So then they're all happy. They survived for some reason. Um, as you mentioned before, not Cyclops apologized to Strong Girl. They're a team now, and they're happy. And they also pre- way previously referenced the Hellions, like. They were building stories for the future of this TV show. Yeah, because this was supposed to be a pilot. This was supposed to yeah. be a made-for-TV movie that also served oh, yes, as a pilot. pilot. Yeah. Yeah. So the, now they're back at the school all celebrating, and then Strong Girl comes out in her new costume. Where yep. her body's normal? So she comes out first, and it's clearly a bodybuilder in the costume. Yes. And then they cut back to her, and like now she doesn't look like a bodybuilder. So it's like, yeah, you just fucked up your own graphics, dude. Like, and now you're in a costume with the shiniest belt buckle ever. Well, the sh- they're brand new. They haven't been yes, used. Yes, the yet. shiniest X belt buckle. And I think somewhere in the movie they did reference having a costume, and like they said, you don't get that yet. Yeah, maybe I don't recall, but yeah, definitely. Like it was definitely. They, I mean, the the red and yellow they kept. I mean, that was definitely a color scheme. Was that red? Was in this in this world, it was as close to red as you're gonna get. Because <laughs> all was they definitely had in the '90s X-Men costume for sure. Yeah, all they had in this movie were blue, purples, blues, and greens. So they had to make do <laughs> with bright orange or I guess dark orange fusion. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking wild man! It's color in this. So movie. now they're all focusing on her because she was the main character of the movie. Right? I, I I don't know who the main. Yeah, like all of a sudden she's the first one to get the outfit. Shouldn't Skin get the outfit? Shouldn't that? No, shouldn't Jubilee get the outfit? Or she Jubilee? Was, I don't know. Like, I, I think they wanted it to be her because they could show her muscles in the yeah. outfit and then realized, wait, we can't show the actress with muscles. muscles without her head being, like, weird. Posted on someone else. Yeah. No, did you like the Banshee effect? <laughs> the Banshee yell? <laughs> I didn't mind the graphics of it, but the mm. audio of it was dumb. Right? Like you thought it had to be like louder or pitchy. Yeah, or- it was like ah, oh. like that is so bad. Oh, you like, can tell he had no idea what he the fuck he was doing. Yeah, like, no, it was yeah. It de- okay, yeah, they. I've I feel like I remember the the, um, animated show handling the audio of it pretty well. If I remember, yeah, correctly. it was like a ah, like a echo. Yeah, it was definitely like a like high a, pitch echo. Yeah, it definitely had a high pitch sound to it, which is what yeah. they should have gone for. But listen, the animated series usually handle things better. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> I guess that's what so we should be doing. With the movie time. ends with a kind of epilogue of what's to come because we cut back to Russell back at the psych ward and it cuts to his eyes and his eyes look like the dream world. Yeah. And that's it. And that's it. And that's what we have. Um, it was one of... How many X's do you want to write this? Negative five X's. Negative I, five. I want my time back. I want I want our podcast back. I want to go back to Krakoa. <laughs> I want to be self-isolating on Krakoa right now and not with this yeah. movie. Um, no, this movie is fucking awful. I can't give it any X's. What about you? Uh, yeah, I can't justify. I can't. I can't even give it one X for a thing. Like, I guess Jubilee was kind. Of, oh, right. But like, not even good enough to give an X to. <laughs> no. No, nothing. Because like giving giving her credit means yeah no giving giving Jubilee credit means I have to be like yeah sure they they were racist and whitewashed her but they did okay with it after that like no it's not it's not okay after that like that's that's a that's you don't come back from that like 
I can't give anything any exes that involves dream rape of children. And then there's that. Like I can't, yeah. I can't. You, you copped a feel, which is not a term that we should ever be using. Like no. you, you touched a woman without her consent. You yes. viewed her under her clothes without her consent. You talk about you, raping a child. You, you mind forced, control women. <laughs> you, mice, you, you gaslit a woman into falling in love with you. Like, what the fucking shit? And these were the heroes. <laughs> this is before we get to the bad guy. The- yeah, I get, yeah. The bad guy. The worst thing the bad guy did was the the rape thing. Like everything yeah. else, I said was a hero. Did it? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and not just one of our heroes. One of their teammates. So yes. somebody they have to work with moving forward. <laughs> Man, if anyone needs a Me Too movement, it's the fucking Xavier Academy. Oh, Jesus. Just that one portion that apparently no one talks to. God damn. Like, I felt like this was, this, it would be more interesting, actually, if, or for a million reasons, but it would be more interesting if this was, like, Emma's test. Like, we don't see Xavier because, like, Emma, Xavier's testing Emma to see what she can do with a small group of delinquents. Sure. Yeah, that would be maybe. But that was never a plot point. That, so was never, that was never something that came up. Now, tell me, in the Generation X comic, was Banshee a leader? Yeah, yeah. The, the, it was Banshee and Emma. Okay, that, that they, was right. Okay, that I thought was it right. wasn't. It was, no, it was Banshee and Emma took over the team after um, they formed the team after the Phalanx stuff happened. That's where okay. they got the kids. Um, and yeah, and they were like, we need to train this new generation of mutants because things are getting really bad out there. And Emma was just kind of coming back to the good side. Banshee felt like he had no place to go at the moment. And they were like, let's do it. We got the Massachusetts Academy. We have all the stuff we need there. The kids need a home. The X mansion is not safe for anybody right now. Let's fucking do it. Let's take these kids and train them. Side note was in retrospect, has Emma been good longer than she's been bad? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. At this point, at this point, just thinking about been, that. yeah, because she became a, a good guy. Right as right as Generation X started in 1995, okay, and she was first introduced as a bad guy in whatever year the Phoenix Saga started. Yeah, so like eighty like late seventies or yeah, like eighty two maybe. What do I know? Um, yeah, that's when she was a bad. So yeah, she's definitely been a good. A, a good to antihero. An an, yeah, at, at worst, she's been an antihero. Okay. Um, now I, I do kind of want to read Generation X. Like now I'm you curious. Do it, man. Yeah. I mean, Marvel Unlimited is Marvel Unlimited is free right now. Is it? I think so. Until like the middle of June, I think. Oh wow. So yeah, definitely check it out. There's a big hole in the Gen X collection sure. on. That's why I don't like Marvel Unlimited because they Marvel always have these big. It's gaps. one of the only ones. It's one of the only X series with such a huge hole like that. It happens to Spider Man a lot too, though, and it's like oh, true own all this i don't yeah i don't get it but i i might i found dear listeners i found comics that i thought i had lost forever and i think i found all my gen x comics so i might have what's missing from from marvel Unlimited. so email saying i have the copies do you not have a copy (laughs) yeah yeah so so yeah i think i think i can finally fill in my generation x hole so that I would. Weird. <laughs> nope, not gonna say anything. So um, it was funny because I thought this is a great way to watch New Mutants because you know what a bad movie is, and then you can watch New Mutants. Hopefully, that's a good movie. 
And I had that feeling that maybe we'll be able to watch New Mutants soon because this week Amazon posted their pre-order. I don't to believe it. Watch New Mutants, and then the next day they took it down. Yep, I told you right when you said I don't believe it. I don't know what's happening with this movie. Nobody does. Nothing. It's insane. Nothing's ever going to happen with this. Because the thing is, Amazon posted a pre-order for the VOD. Yeah. It's going to be video on demand, and not. Mm-hmm. So. I'm so confused. I, I just want to watch the movie. I don't know if you saw this because they posted, some magazine posted a bunch of pictures from- Oh my the- God, the demon bear picture? Yeah. Oh my God, it's Incredible. so good looking. Or the hell dimension yeah. that magic's those, from? Those stills. Okay, first off, spoiler. Like, don't show me all those pictures. I had to stop looking at pictures because one of them said spoiler. I'm like, why? But the pictures I did see of magic with her metal arm and mm-hmm. the behind her and the demon bear- yeah, no, that demon bear alone, I was like, give me this fucking movie now, please. Yes, I just, we were so close before. We were I- so close. Like, this is, of all the things coronavirus has, has ruined, this is the worst. <laughs> I'm sorry if you've lost a family member, but we've all lost the new mutants. <laughs> for now, for the time being. <laughs> no, I think it's, I think there's, there, we're never getting it now. Oh my God. And they haven't even said anything about it. And then there was no. a, Disney earnings call where they usually talk about all their upcoming movies and they know they didn't reference new movies. Nope. Oh God. I'm so no, I, I told you when you texted me about it, I'm like, I will believe it when it happens. When you can buy it right when now. When I can click <laughs> it. And even then I won't believe I have it. Like I believe I will give them, I believe <laughs> I will give them. Starts. Yeah. I will. I believe I will give them $20 and then halfway through the movie, they're just going to rescind it. And I'm like, where'd the movie go? Why can't I finish? It was pretty good. And then I'm going to have to send a thing to iTunes and be like, can I have my money back? And they'll be like, no. (laughs) We're going to keep it. And we're not going to give you the movie because that's what this movie is at this point. (laughs) Oh God. It's so frustrating. Anyway. It's so, I'm so fucking tired of the runaround this movie is giving. (laughs) Just, I want my new mutants. You know how much I love those characters. I'm so fucking mad. (laughs) Jesus. All right. So also next episode, hopefully we want to do the Mark Millar run of Ultimate X-Men. Have you started? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, re- I'm hopefully I'll be ready by next weekend. We'll see. Sometime. Yeah, time. If not, let's go with God Loves Me and Kills. We'll do, we'll do the episode. Yeah. yeah. How far, if I'm asking, how far are you into the Ultimate X-Men? 10 issues. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah Cause I started it a long time ago, but then I stopped. So I just, I'll just redo it. Yeah. Oh my God. So real quick, man. This Ultimate X Men started pre nine eleven, but yes. the plot is very post nine eleven. Yes, and I was like, "Whoa, this is really freaky as shit." Because Mark Millar and he likes to go extreme. Oh yeah, yeah. But I was like, he's, wow. his, his DNA is written all over this book." Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, not yeah, even I, the worst way, but sometimes the worst. Way. Yeah, so far I'm I'm like, oh god, I don't like this book at all. But um, <laughs> I don't blame you. There's good ideas in this and other stuff. You're like, Ugh. yeah, I, mean, I definitely was like reading it when I, especially issue one, I was like, when the fuck was this published? Cause this is so clearly influenced by post nine 11 world. And I read it in yeah. like 2000. It's like, yeah. this book was published months before nine 11. And if you look at his run, cause he wrote this book and the ultimate, which is and the, the ultimate. Yeah. If you read that book, it reads very much like a post nine 11 world. And it wasn't. And it was not. That's crazy to me. That's America was very overtly patriotic that that he would be if it happened in reality. Right. It's weird. And And, and and the same book 
classically has them talking about if there was an Avengers movie, who would be casted in it? And they mentioned the cast, and like three of the people actually ended up being actors in the Avengers. It's oh, weird. really? That's wild. Yeah. It said Robert Downey Jr., Samuel Jackson, and someone else. I can't remember who. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they were actually in the movie. That's crazy. In a comic for fun, like. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Weird. What a time. The early two thousands, man. What a time. But back in the nineties, Generation X was all we had. Now there's another mutant related thing in the nineties that we can talk about. Oh, what is it? I mentioned it to you once. It's called Mutant X. Yeah, what is that? I forget. Okay, now. Mutant was X like was a show? on. It was a show. It was on. Well, at the time was WB. So basically, the block used to be Hercules, Xena, Mutant X. That and was were these. So was this when was this during the time when Hercules and Xena were new or when they were doing reruns? It was like right at the end of their runs. Okay. So I want to say personally for me, I think it was Xena and I don't remember the other Kevin Sorbo show, uh, Andromeda. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So it was like Xena, Andromeda, Mutant X, Saturday. Okay. And if you guys remember Nightman, the classic Marvel show Nightman. I do remember Night. I mean I didn't watch it, but I remember it being there. Yeah. Do you remember, remember when they was, had our current president was on that show. Uh, oh wow! I didn't realize that. Was, oh. Yes, Night- Trump was on Nightman one time. Damn. Yeah. This uh, is why we're never gonna have Joe Biden as a president. Yeah. Um, good. Do you remember the Phantom? Yes, that was a movie. Yes. Yeah, and then like the cartoon they had too. Like yes, they come on WB too. I think like they God, there were so many weird superhero shows they had in the mid nineties, dude. In basically after the kid shows were over on Saturdays, I was usually home. And they had a weird block of shows. And at a certain point, it was Xena, Andromeda, Cleopatra 2525. This was a thing. This was that one. took place in the year 2525, where a model from the 90s was frozen and woke up to a different world where humans lived. <laughs> she froze in the 90s and then had to fight robots and the Joker, maybe? That was a thing? Yes. Weird. I'll send you a link. Uh, and then there was a show called The Lost World where a group of travelers, like in the 40s, crashed on an island. Oh, I remember The Lost World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Wasn't a bad show. No, um, it wasn't. <laughs> and then there was Tina Carrera's Treasure Hunter where she was like a female. I don't remember that. Ones. Okay. I don't remember. And at some point during the day, there was Mutant X. Huh. And Mutant X was, from what I understand, I haven't looked at this in a long time, but from what I understand, it was a show made by WB and they didn't think they would get sued by Marvel because the story was slightly different. Even though they were using the word mutant, mutant X. and the so letter X. We're going to, we're going to review a few episodes, maybe like the first two or something like that. Are but, they, are they somewhere on YouTube? Um, probably on YouTube also, but I okay. think you can watch it on Voodoo. Oh, so you, is it free on Voodoo or do you have to pay? For I don't remember. It might okay. be a commercial thing, but yeah. I am not paying for shit. No. So, especially not for Mutant X. Not paying for Mutant X. If I remember the premise was a sci- two scientists, one good, one bad, made the X gene. And then 20 years later, it spread across the world. And then they both make like their good and bad mutant side. Oh, like coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Controversial. So the scientist who's not Xavier, because uh, he has no powers, gets together his not the X-Men. And they fight the government, which is like the bad guy scientist mixed with like Trask, kind of. And that's the show. 
And I remember actually liking the show. Okay. Like, Sounds awful, but okay. I always thought, okay, somehow it relates to X-Men, but it wasn't. And wasn't, then, uh, but they yeah. lasted like four seasons. It, it, the WB could do anything back in the day. Nobody was paying attention. Exactly. That's what I thought they could get away with it. And it was yeah. very weird. So I, I do want to do like some kind of thing on that. Sure. Funny and weird. And it's such a bizarre show to watch. I remember actually really enjoying it, but also I was like probably 11. Yeah. At some point, we should watch a few more. Um... It was from 2001 to 2004. Wow, that wasn't. Wow. And it's free on Tubi and Vudu. So we can watch it. All right. I, I, I think I can get Vudu on my iPad. Yeah, Tubi is free also. Tubi okay. is free. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, we can do that. We also should maybe watch like maybe the Dark Phoenix saga on the animated show or like. Like one of the story, like one of the like, you know how they would have like different storylines they would do in the anime, maybe the Brood Saga or whatever. Yeah. Like we should do like one of the little. Well, I've always wanted to read arcs. the Brood Saga, so. Did they have a Brood animated one? Maybe they didn't. Oh, no, animated? No, no. No, they didn't. I always wanted to actually read the Brood Saga. Well, let's do that. I'll read the Brood Saga again. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we could do that. We'll see how long all this crazy shit lasts. Yeah, because I don't, it's going to be a while, I think. <laughs> I know DC is shipping new books at the end of May say okay just dc i think i think june marvel shipping out again okay so we got the rest of this to come out they're like really spreading it out because there's so much of it they don't want to like bombard oh yeah because nobody's gonna and also um their their customers might not have money right now exactly yeah so thank you for listening to us riff about what we're gonna do in the future guys yeah yeah that's yeah great end of a podcast um (laughs) if you have suggestions (laughs) yeah totally where can you send them Want us to watch review? I think after New Mutants comes out, we'll do a ranking for all the X Men Fox. Oh movies. yeah, yeah. Are we gonna include That'll the Deadpool really ones in there? Yeah. Okay. Every every mutant related Fox movie, we'll do a big ranking. Okay. That'll be good. Fun. So we're not gonna fun. review any of the more current recent movies. We're not gonna review them right now. Not right now. No, we'll wait till after New Mutants. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. So but if you want to give us other suggestions, you can reach oh, yeah, Nick at Twitter. Where are you at on Twitter? I'm at Madman3005 on Twitter. And thank you guys for you guys have been so interactive with us lately when we make posts. You guys actually like interact with us. Really? Oh, yeah, man. Means yeah, a lot. That, that's been awesome. Yeah. And if you want to share any suggestions with me or um, tell me that I'm, I'm being too hard on a movie, then you can reach <laughs> me at Xbrarian. It's librarian with an X. Yeah. All right. And, that is the show. And we'll see you next time.